A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Today we have a crazy story of an entitled parent who doesn't think space is real. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, my crazy father assaulted me over a casserole and he got away with it. So this is something that happened to me a long time ago, and something I've debated putting on a place like this, but I've decided that people need to know how horrible my father is. This is something I've told my close friends before, and this is the first, but certainly not the only horrible event regarding my father. Do also note that this is the farthest back I can remember. Context, I'm a 28 year old male turning 29 next month, and this took place when I was very little, either 4 or 5 years old. It was in the summer just before my 5th or 6th birthday. At the time, my parents, younger brother who was a baby at the time, and I were living in the middle of a nowhere town close to family members. Dad worked a job and my mom was a stay at home wife, aka the typical family dynamic of the 90s slash beginning of 2000s. During this particular day, my mom was doing errands with my grandma, her mom, and brought my brother with her, so it was just my dad and I. A co-worker of his was camping at a nearby campground that we frequently visited when we lived there, and my dad decided to get the camper trailer and camp out that weekend. We get there, and I'm invited to play with the other kids, including the two boys of the co-worker who were either my age or a bit older than me. There was a nearby creek that was a popular swimming area for the kids, in spite of the potential cottonmouth snake, but being in the southern USA, you're taught at a very young age to always keep an eye out for snakes. I bring this up because I loved to swim as a kid, and my dad strictly told me not to get close to the creek because he didn't want me swimming just yet. There was a pool not far from the campground that I believe he was planning on taking me until things went south. However, while I was playing with the kids, I ended up tripping on a rock and tumbling into said creek and getting completely drenched. I was and still am a great swimmer and the creek wasn't really deep, so I wasn't in any danger but I was afraid my dad would be mad. The co-worker's kids were willing to vouch for me that I fell in by accident. We went to my dad's trailer and sure enough he immediately got mad, yelling at me that I wasn't supposed to go swimming. Although this is the farthest I remember back, I know that even then I was scared of him when he was mad. And I ended up being quiet as you couldn't say anything when he was mad without making the situation worse. The two boys fulfilled their promise to try and defend me telling my dad it was an accident only for my dad to tell them both to scram as he dragged me back inside. I was tossed into the bathroom, as in literally thrown inside with a towel and some dry clothes and told me to quickly change. I did so without saying a single word. Even after I did what I was told, he was still fuming. We were going to the co-worker's trailer for lunch, and my dad threatened me, or as he would say, promised, as he said all his threats were promises because he always intended to act out on his threats, that if I screw up one more time, I'll regret it. At the co-worker's trailer, the lunch was some kind of casserole. Like many kids, I was, and still am to some extent, a picky eater. So I already decided I wasn't hungry, but it took one glare of pure anger from my dad to get me to start eating. Within a couple bites, I was getting nauseous, and I put the fork down and said I was no longer hungry. My dad flipped. He immediately started screaming at me to eat every bite of the casserole, and that I wasn't leaving that spot until I did so. The co-worker, bless his heart, tried to be a mediator by saying I didn't have to eat the food if I didn't like it, and that he has no problem making me a sandwich. 
My dad told him to shut the freak up and threatened to sock him if he said another word. The next five minutes was me bawling my eyes out, slowly eating the casserole as my dad was screaming right next to my ear about how he's going to beat the crap out of me if I don't do what he says. Fourth bite in, my stomach turned and I fell off the chair and threw up. I felt him grab me by the hair and dragging me to the trailer, me wailing for him to not be mad at me. I will note that my parents were the type of parents to have a wooden paddle for spanking, but at the time it was only my mom who had the paddle as she had had enough restraint to make sure I didn't feel anything more than a slight sting to get the point across for why I was in trouble. And my dad proved he had zero restraint as he yanked my pants off and swung the first blow. It was an agonizing strike that was so strong, I immediately stopped crying and felt numb, like he smacked all senses out of me. He swung a second time and I blacked out. The rest happened from the testimony of my grandma as I was unconscious for two hours. While I was getting struck, my coworker called my mom in a panic, telling her to go to the campgrounds immediately, fearing for the well-being of myself. My mom and grandma immediately drove from their destination, a little over an hour and a half drive, to the campground. Unfortunately, my dad stormed out after striking me several times in blind fury and threatened to beat the crap out of the coworker and his kids if they ever mentioned what they witnessed, and the coworker fled. I don't know if my dad attempted to hurt the coworker and his kids, but considering how bloodthirsty he was, I wouldn't be surprised. My mom and grandma pulled up to see my dad sitting on a chair in front of the trailer, still fuming. He immediately told them both that I got what I deserved and I was making him look bad. They both went into the trailer to see me face down, pants off, bottom of my back to the upper half of my thighs, nearly black from bruising. My mom thought I was dead, and it took my grandma finding my pulse to find out that I was still alive, just unconscious. My grandma floored it to the town's police station. There was no service for phones in that area at the time, and my mom stayed behind to make sure my dad didn't try to hurt me any further. That's when I regained consciousness and saw my grandma driving off. Thing is, my dad had no remorse for what he did, even saying he couldn't care less if he ended me or not. He didn't even bother to check if I was still alive after continuously striking me until the cops were involved. He went inside and laid out a sob story about how he didn't mean to hurt me like that, and dad always love you bud, but being the innocent kid I was, I believed him. But now I know it was just a lie to relieve himself of guilt. I wish I could say that he went to prison and I never had to deal with him again, but that wasn't the case. My mom did have plans to fully divorce him and hold all charges on him, but when she visited him in the county jail, he thoroughly convinced her that she couldn't afford the divorce, which my mom confirmed was true, and that my brother and I can't survive without him. Not to mention how she would be a social outcast for being a single mom. I don't know how true this is but this was the very end of the 90s, just before the 2000s. He also laid it thick, that even in the case she got her kids away from him, my dad will not rest until he ended her and took my brother and I to where nobody would ever see us again. My mom tried to remain brave, but the threats worked, mostly due to how he was back to having no remorse over what he did to me. He was just upset he got caught. So my mom dropped the charges and she still lived with him until I was turning 11. However, the whole family was well aware of what he did, and they made it clear if he hurt me like that again, or hurt my mom and my brother like that, they will not hesitate to call the cops. The only thing that managed to do was make my dad much smarter about how to abuse us. 
sticking more to scaring the bruising us up with his fists. And when he did physically hurt my mom, my brother and I, he did so in ways that could be covered up. As for how he is today, he's not as physically aggressive as he used to be, but he's become even more heartless and unfiltered on his words, and continues to believe that he does no wrong and even has the right to hurt his kids. Even when said kids are now adults, I have much more to say about the crap this monster has done, and I might tell more of what he's done to me in my life, but for now, I just wanted to say how he assaulted me over a freaking casserole and how he managed to get away with it. It's a sad highlight into how even when you use the resources available to you, some people can spin up enough of a sob story or some of the people in charge of operating those divisions or resources can be so sympathetic or swayed by a sob story that monsters like this don't even get held accountable. Or how they do the bare minimum, they get released back, and then it's the same thing but just a bit more opaque. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys can't get enough of hearing about these entitled parents, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, I got into an accident and she doesn't even care. Hey, so this happened today and I figured I'd share. It's been making me sad. I was on my break at work, went across the street to get McDonald's for lunch. I'm in New York City, a very busy place. In the area I work in, I prefer to use crosswalks at all times and always look both ways before walking, because the traffic there is insane. Unfortunately, today, the path to the crosswalk was covered by two trucks, so I had to cross more to the side. It was my turn to cross, so I decided to step out and cross. Before I got the chance to even look to my left, I was immediately struck by someone on an electric bike doing food delivery service. It made me fall hard on my side really hard. I didn't drop my coffee at least, and I was in extreme shock. This was at 12pm, found out I had a concussion while at the ER around 7pm because of an odd sequence of events. I didn't tell my mom until 4. She also thinks it happened at like 2-3pm. I held it from her because she had an interview for graduate school and I know how uneasy she can get when I'm injured at the hospital. At least, I thought I knew that. While at the ER, I didn't hear a peep from her. No checking in, no asking what they're saying, not even a response when I told her I was out. My little brother was the only one concerned. I get home, she doesn't even talk to me. I'm lucky I only got a slight concussion and minor bruising. Didn't even ask if I was okay. I then see the clean laundry thrown on my bed for me to sort. It was a mixture of all of our laundry. She proceeded to tell me about her day, her interview, and what she has to do next for them. She also made sure to insult the school a few times after stating she was shocked that acceptance wasn't guaranteed. Then, the best part came, she told me she was mad at me for waiting to tell her the accident happened. The truth is, aside from not wanting her to get worried before her interview, I was afraid of her being mad at me for getting in an accident in the first place. Hope that fear expresses how awful she is as a mom to make me think that. For the rest of the night, she went on and on about how tired she was and how sore she was. Her ankle snapped in winter 2021. It's healed, but I get that it's not a linear process. However, it's strange how her ankle was suddenly hurting her so intensely today. She wouldn't shut up about it. She was even off from work today, which makes it more insane. Side note, I'm sorry if this isn't easy to read through. I know I changed tenses often and didn't have the best grammar. Brain fog is going so hard. I mean, to be fair, if you do, like, break your ankle, it might hurt more on, like, I guess rainy days or, like, colder days. Although right now I doubt you're having very many cold days unless you're in the southern hemisphere. 
That said, yeah, I think if any of us were to end up in a situation where we found ourselves in the hospital, you would hope that your family members would show any amount of care or concern, right? The fact that she just went so blasé about it but still had room to complain about you, it's definitely a very disheartening thing. Our next story is, worst Karen I've ever seen caused a blow up for the ages because I wouldn't give her son a black belt on his first day of karate. Background. I teach Kenpo Karate as a second degree black belt. I also have an assistant, Kira, a first degree black belt in her own right. I don't own the gym, my instructor does, but since he's gotten older, me and Kira handle the younger classes while he handles the business side of things, plus adult classes. We have three classes, kids class age 5 to 10, intermediate age 11 to 15, and adult class 16 and up. Main story, so kids classes just ended when a woman walks in with her son. She says her 13-year-old son wants to take karate lessons, so I shake hands with her and have her sit down with my instructor to fill out the waivers and get him his gi measurements. Other students file in for the intermediate class and me and Kira get down to business. I take the bulk of the class, around 15 kids, while Kira goes with the new student one-on-one to teach him basic strikes and stances. Not five minutes later, I hear Kira upset, telling new boy to do 10 push-ups. Why? He called Kira, who's essentially a volunteer, a freaking bench. Karen, the mother, stands up and says her son can't do push-ups, as she doesn't want her son to be sore. Kira lets him do the push-ups on his knees, but not five minutes later, she makes him do 20 more since he's now called her a tramp. For reference, Kira's in her early 20s and the boy is 13. Not to mention there's other parents and kids here as well. It's wholly inappropriate. So I walk over and ask Kira to switch with me. As she does, she gives me the bug eyes and mouths, what the freak? So I walk over and ask the boy why he insulted my assistant, Kira. He said he doesn't like girls. When I asked him what he meant, he said he only listens to his dad or other boys. He won't listen to me at all. He needs some discipline, the mother confirms to me, chuckling, as if raising a monster is something to laugh about. When do I get a black belt like you have, the boy asks me. Mind you, he's been punching the air the entire time. This boy is aggressively hyper. Well, it takes a while. I've been training since I was five and earned my black belt at 21, so it took me quite a while, I say. No, I don't want to wait that long. I want mine now, he says. His chubby face now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Now red and sweaty from the shadow boxing, the mother motions me over and whispers in my ear, Do you think you could give him one, just to make him happy? No, sorry, he has to earn one. We aren't a belt factory. 
Well, he never gets told no. I say I'm sorry, but that's not how we do things here. I have money, I can pay you extra. No, sorry, we only give belts when they're earned. After several minutes of arguing and conversation that leads nowhere, Karen snaps at me. I paid you, give my son a black belt. She stands up and points a finger in my face. It was so sudden that I reflexively took a step back. Hey, chill out lady, some of the other parents chime in. Before I can reply to Karen, I hear a loud commotion behind me. I hear more parents and students shouting. I turn and see new boy smacking and hitting a girl in the class. Kira's shouting, hey, stop. However, this girl that new boy is hitting is a purple belt and a little cool of her own. She loads a front kick and hits brat boy center mass right in his flappy stomach. He shouts and doubles over, crying tears of pain. I was so freaking proud of her. Hey, that little bench hurt my son. Karen runs past me onto the mat and gets in the face of the 14-year-old girl her son just attacked. This girl is already scared and starts to cry, but Karen ups the ante and shoves this girl in the chest with her hand. Kira gets between them and is red-faced and raged. I immediately rush over and try to defuse the situation, but neither of them are having it. Parents stand up and start shouting. Keep your hands off my daughter, the girl's father, who was with the other parents, yells at Karen. He starts approaching aggressively but backs off when he realizes me and Kira, both black belts, are by her. Now, you should know something about Kira. She's under 5 foot, less than 110 pounds soaking wet, but she can still kick my butt up and down the mat on any given day. She's fast, accurate, and insanely flexible. She can control her body and perform techniques that I just simply can't. So Kira and Karen get into a shouting match with each other. I tell Karen to leave with your kid and don't come back. Don't you ever lay a hand on any of my students, do you understand? I raised my voice and was genuinely ticked off. Freak you, my son needs a black belt and you won't give him one, she screams at me. Your son is crazy, he attacked our students, Kira interjects, but this set Karen off, as she reaches and tries to bench slap Kira in the face. Big mistake. Having had enough, Kira parries the smack and fires an absolutely vicious leg kick right into the meat of Karen's inner thigh with nothing held back. The slap sound of Kira's shin bone decimating Karen's thigh echoed off the ceiling like a slab of meat getting thrown on the floor. It was glorious. Karen gasped as she fell onto the mat in a heap. Oh, oh my god, she held her leg as Brat Boy got up and rushed at Kira. I got in front of her and grabbed the boy's wildly swinging arms. Hit me a few times, but I refused to hit children whatsoever. I let him tire himself out. One of the parents called the police. After interviewing everyone involved, they determined that Kira and myself acted in self-defense. Neither of us wanted to pursue assault charges against Karen, but the parents of the girl Karen shoved rightly felt different about it. So Karen was hauled away in handcuffs. Karen said she'd sue me and Kira in civil court, but since we have legal waivers, here's hoping nothing comes of that. As for the boy, I honestly feel bad. His childhood has been robbed by pee-poor parenting, and I wish we could have had more time to straighten him out. I have particular dislike for his views of women, and feel like I really could have helped turn him around. Maybe, maybe not. So yeah, that was my experience tonight. Hope you all enjoy reading it more than I did going through it. 
I wonder though how well that served as an advertisement for anybody else in that class to be reaffirmed that this was worth it, especially considering they saw how the one kid defended themselves against the wildly swinging new boy. I mean, this is one shade short of a Cobra Kai subplot. Our next story is, a client at my old job tried to convince me to sell my Taylor Swift ticket to him. As the title says, I, 18-year-old female, have been listening to Taylor Swift's music ever since 2009. When I wasn't even 5 years old and became an actual Swifty in 2017 with the release of Rep. I was 13 or 14 during the Reputation tour and it was school period, so I couldn't attend to one of her concerts, and ever since then I've been wanting to do so, but my visa is expired and I don't have the time or money to travel to another country for a concert. Fast forward, about 2 months ago, the announcement of concert dates from my country not my city, but at least my country, was made and I was extremely excited. I didn't manage to get tickets with the VF sale, but I managed to get resale tickets at the normal price with a girl that just wanted to get rid of that ticket because her friend said he couldn't go right after she bought the tickets. So she made an online post selling it and I contacted her. Everything was fine, she had her tickets and I had mine. Even if it isn't the best place, it was expensive because it is a VIP package but I'm happy that at least I'll be at our show. One day at my job, I was telling one of my workmates that I'd managed to get a VIP ticket for the concert. While seeing that, we were passing a table with a family of four, the dad, mom, daughter, and son. Apparently, the dad heard me, and when they finished their meal and started walking towards the exit, they stopped at my podium to talk to me. He was very direct. He just told me that he wanted me to sell my ticket to him for his daughter, but only the entrance ticket not the ticket for the VIP package, which is almost three times the cost of the actual entrance. I said no, I told him that it cost me a lot of time and money to get that ticket. He started to insist and the wife joined the harassment. I again said no and they got angry and started to tell me things among the lines of, you're just a worker, it's probably a lie that you got such an expensive ticket. I hope you find out the ticket's fake when you want to enter the concert. My daughter deserves that ticket more because she's been listening to Taylor for three years and she wanted to go to the concert more than you, and yada yada yada. They stopped until my manager got in the middle of it all. They wanted to get my name to expose me on social media, but in the end we managed to get them out. People, if you want tickets so bad, look for your own means. I'm sure you'll find something safe as I did, but for the love of God, don't pull stunts like this. Just never in life do I think there's ever been a situation where one of these entitled parents has been arguing and had an argument along the exact lines of, well, my kid deserves it more than you, so give it to me, and had success with it. Like, whenever has the person on the other side been like, oh, she deserves it more than me? You're right, take it. Why did I even buy it for myself in the first place? Here you go. Our next story is, entitled family, or am I bringing it on to myself? So about me, I'm a 28-year-old man, got a job in my current company when I was 22, but I've changed roles to better and more well-paying jobs, the most recent and biggest pay jump being an apprenticeship that I finished earlier this year, which also happens to be the highest paid hourly position here, with the only hourly employee that makes more on the hour than I do is the most senior person in this job classification. I bought my first home at 25 and currently live there with my fiancé, This year, I'll make the most I've ever made at around $90,000. 
which is pretty good for my area due to the cost of living being pretty low. Now, for the series of events that have me wondering if my family is entitled, or if I'm putting myself in those situations, I'll try to keep it confined to only the recent events, but there is so much more to it. If anyone wants more details or stories, I'll make another post. My sister lives with my father, and about two months ago, the police came looking for one of her associates. When the police pulled into my dad's property, one of the friends my sister had over ran toward the wood line. The cops chased him down and put him in handcuffs. As it turns out, my sister and all of the three friends she had at the house had active warrants for their arrest. They were all arrested, and methamphetamine was found on my sister as well, prompting the cops to get a search warrant and they found a handgun in my father's closet, so he was arrested too, because he's a convicted felon. I go and bond out my father, and explain to him and my mother that I absolutely will not be doing the same thing for my sister. They are unhappy about it, but understand and leave me alone about it, or so it seems. A couple of weeks later, my mother calls me crying, asking for money to get my sister out of jail, which I decline. She cannot come up with the money herself because she's been on disability for some reason. She's never plainly told me since she was 27, is currently 54. I paid her cell phone bill and for her car insurance for a while since she makes very little money. My father calls me asking for money for a lawyer, so he doesn't go back to prison and has to restart his life for a third time. He's 56 and been in and out of prison his whole life. But to his credit, he has been out of prison for 12 years this time, stayed clean, got his CDL, and bought a home, and is now generally doing well. About this time last year, my dad had a massive stroke and heart attack and has been out of work for 6 weeks, so I paid his bills until he got back on his feet. When I asked why he has a gun, he said the world is getting rough. And he said that it was for his protection, and hasn't left his closet in the 5 years he had it. I actually am not mad at him over the gun because I'm a rabid libertarian, but I was ticked that he let my sister live with him after knowing how she is and me warning him multiple, multiple times that she was going to get him in trouble too. It seems like whenever something happens with either of them, they call me and I just help. I've helped out a lot because of some twisted feeling of responsibility and obligation. Do you guys think that they're being entitled or do you think it's just that I haven't said no? I'll add that I also feel somewhat shortchanged because I never got any financial assistance from them at all, at any point in my life. I did get some assistance from my father when I got my first vehicle. He taught me the basics on how to work on a vehicle. Neither of them were in my life at all between the ages of around 4 to around 11 or 12. Lastly, whenever there's some problem in my sister's life, there are many, they flock to her to help and do what they can. I think... Considering all that's gone on, you can just understand though that OP is a really good person. The fact that they've gone through all of this and done all of this and especially probably have an awareness that OP's not too pleased about it and yet they still feel that they can turn to OP. I mean, I get in situations like that you're going to try to get whatever resources you can, but you can tell that OP's definitely been more than fair to a number of their members of their family. Our next story is, my mom thinks space isn't real. Earlier in the week, I was with my mom and mom's friend. We were talking about how astrology is fake and dumb. Then after all of that, my mom's friend said this, space is a lie from the government. And my mom even agreed with her idiotic statements. But that was earlier. Anyways, yesterday when we were going to see another family, this is different. We were in the car, chatting it up. 
and just talking as usual. I don't know what we said, but one thing led to another, and now she's saying something stupid about how space isn't real. Anyways, she said that if a white person said it, I would believe it. Mind you, I'm black, and some of the smartest people in the world astronauts are black. Anyways, and she said I've been belittling her. I told her that I was just trying to tell her the truth. Then after that, she said I wasn't teachable and how the world is cruel and I'm gonna learn my lesson and be manipulated by the government and all types of dumb conspiracy stuff like that. I told her that the people that are telling you all this poison are the ones manipulating you. That ticked her off more. She starts making fun about my learning disability and how I was stupid and how that she was ashamed of me and how I was a racist and hating on my own people and then just constantly worried about me and said that I was stupid for trusting the government and stuff like that, even though I told her multiple times and showed her many things of proof that space is real. She then started talking more about my disability. Mind you, I have educational autism, ADHD, and anxiety. After we arrived, I asked her family friend if she thought space was real, and she said yes. The worst part is that we went to Cape Canaveral, Florida to see Kennedy Space Center. Heck, we even saw a real life, right, and I even asked her what it was like in space. We saw the goddamn space shuttle and Saturn V. I can't wait to move out from this doom of society. There's a lot of conspiracy theories that I hear people believe in and I roll my eyes at. But personally, when you start getting into the topic of space isn't real, the earth is flat, That's when I really start rolling my eyes because it's like, why would you even fake that? There's really some greater mind civilization controlling government that we don't have any awareness of dating back to the Columbus days to try and hide from us that we live on a giant petri dish. It's just so silly to me. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 